You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, New York Giants fans, and welcome to a new edition of the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of your SB Nation family of podcasts. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View, and a happy Monday to all of you New York Giants fans out there as the Giants get ready for their second week of 2021 NFL training camp. Hopefully this week there will be uh, no more Kelvin Benjamin incidents I've had uh, I've had my say on the Benjamin incident in, in last week's uh, final episode and also Sunday on the BigBlueView.com website, so we're not going to talk much about that. Instead, what we're really going to do here today is spin ahead to the upcoming week of training camp for your New York Giants, which promises to be a much more competitive, hopefully much more football news-making week for your Giants as the uh, acclimation period of training camp comes to an end and the the real football, the real competition begins as the Giants begin to get ready for joint practices with the Browns and Patriots as well as their preseason opener in two weeks against the uh, New York Jets. So the first indication that, that things are, uh, are are picking up is that full pads will come on for your Giants on Tuesday for the first time. That'll be the end of the five-day acclimation period. Monday's practice is expected to be in shells. And let's be honest, the first few days of training camp have really been glorified OTAs, glorified mini camp, no contact, very little competition. There was a somewhat competitive 11-on-11 period on Friday, but uh, business is about to pick up for the Giants, for Joe Judge as he tries to uh, to figure out a 53-man roster, for uh, for your offensive and defensive linemen, you know, for the the receivers and the cornerbacks on the outside who will uh, will be able to to compete a little bit harder once the uh, once the pads come on on Tuesday. That's really when things get started for real. It's when offensive and defensive linemen can actually hit instead of really just work on their footwork, work on their hand placement. It's when cornerbacks and, and wide receivers can be a little bit more physical with each other. It's you know it's where you start to see real work getting done in the run game and you start to really get an idea of offensive and defensive linemen 
who are are doing well and or not doing well. So things uh, things should pick up for the Giants this week, beginning on Tuesday. And Big Blue View, of course, will be on hand at Quest Diagnostics Training Center in East Rutherford as often as possible to uh, to bring you guys firsthand accounts to to uh, to have boots on the ground as it is to let you guys know uh, what is really going on and what is speculation you know what is real and what isn't per se so we'll do the best we can to to keep you guys uh, up to date on training camp so please check out all of our features news analysis on a daily basis at bigblueview.com and here on the podcast as we do the best we can to give you guys full training camp coverage of your 2021 New York Giants. Couple things to talk about. Giants have made a bunch of roster moves in in the last few days. Uh, the, we talked about some of those on, on Big Blue View. One that that has me intrigued more than any is probably the signing of interior offensive lineman Joe Looney, formerly of the Dallas Cowboys, an eight-year veteran, guy who's played a lot of NFL football, mostly at center, but significant snaps throughout his career at both left and right guard as well. Very curious to see if the Giants will be looking at Looney as simply interior line depth, Will they possibly, as both Chris Flum and, and Nick Filato here at Big Blue View have have talked about, have suggested might be a possibility, would the Giants consider playing Looney at center and moving Nick Gates to the left guard spot? I don't know, um, but it's an intriguing it's an intriguing thought. It's something that we'll be monitoring. You know, going forward, we'll see how the Giants employ Looney in practices going uh, going forward this week, and how much work he actually does or doesn't do uh, in, until he really gets familiarized with the with the Giants' playbook. He does have the advantage of having played for Jason Garrett in Dallas for a number of years, so there should be familiarity with the concepts, with the playbook, with the language that the Giants are using on offense, which probably is one of the reasons why the Giants went out and got Looney rather than someone like former Chiefs center Austin Ryder, who was also, you know, said to uh, to have drawn interest from the Giants recently. But it's an interesting pickup nonetheless. And we'll see how that offensive line plays out. Obviously, the Giants have already had an injury with Shane Lemieux, guy who should be back uh, there were some reports that he could be out as much as two weeks. Uh, other reports that he's day-to-day. So we'll be monitoring that. We'll see when Lemieux gets back on the field for the Giants. Luckily for the Giants, they did avoid the season-ending torn ACL kind of kind of deal with Lemieux. Um, so he'll be back soon. It's going to be interesting to see how things shake out on that offensive line. So and but the Looney signing is one that gives the Giants some options and we'll just have to have to see what happens. When it you know in terms of, of the offensive line as well, Andrew Thomas seems to be off to a good start at left tackle, but again, the pads come on on Tuesday. Competition picks up. We'll see how Thomas holds up. We'll see how much Matt Pert who just came off 
the uh, the pup list does early in the week. We'll see how many reps he gets at right tackle, especially Tuesday when the pads come on. And you know, So that'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how Nate Solder holds up during his reps as well. On the flip side, you know, which edge rushers are going to stand out? Are we going to see, you know, some splash plays from, from Aziz Ojolari? Are we going to see anything from Carter Coughlin? How much is Lorenzo Carter going to do? I mean, he, he sat out Friday's practice. Uh, Joe Judge hinted that there is an injury of some sort. Didn't tell us what... Uh, what that entails and he probably isn't going to tell us either so we'll see if Carter does much of anything see if Carter Coughlin can uh, can impress see what uh, what Ifedi Odenigbo brings to the table it'll be interesting to see you know which edge rushers stand out um, also another competition to to keep an eye on is, of course, the competition for backup wide receiver spots. John Ross, Dante Pettis, C.J. Board, Austin Mack, the newly acquired Damion Willis is in that competition now. Uh, David Sills, a kid who was really, really impressive a year ago, who I had a chance to talk to uh, a few days ago. Uh, please make sure you check out the feature that I did on Sills at BigBlueView.com if you haven't done so already. He, Sills is also a guy who's in that competition and appears to be off to a good start in training camp. So, and again, you know, once we get to pads, once we get to really competitive situations, that's when we start to get a look at, you know, players who are standing out, players who are falling behind the sort of stock up, stock down kind of things that we really haven't been able to do or look at thus far in camp. This week is also going to be interesting because in addition to Matt Pert, who's back, we should start to see the return of some of the injured guys, some of the guys that have been on the COVID list. Kadarius Tony has been off the COVID list for a few days, but we really haven't seen him on the field. Would expect to see Tony, the Giants' first-round pick, get some reps at least in individual drills early this week and, and get back on the field, get into some team periods as the week goes along. As he, as the Giants try to find a way to fit Tony into uh, into their 2021 offense, the young man, you know, for a variety of reasons, between shoe issues and and not being present at voluntary OTAs and and leaving a practice early during minicamp, he's already missed a ton of reps early in the season. Tony needs to get on the field. He needs to stay on the field needs to get comfortable you know, as an NFL player, get comfortable in this offense, build a rapport with Daniel Jones so that he can become a useful part of the 2021 Giants offense. There are obviously gadget plays that the Giants can run for Tony, you know, the quick screens, the jet sweeps, all that kind of stuff. But it would be nice if he could do more than that. In addition to uh, you know punt return, kickoff return, if the Giants choose to use him there as well, but it'll be nice to see Tony back out on the field this week. So, so hopefully, uh, hopefully that happens. 
And, uh, you know, we get some of the other injured guys back soon as well. It would be nice to see O'Shane Zimenez get out on the field fairly soon. Don't know if or when that might happen. Uh, don't know what might happen. Also, in terms of some of the roster moves we haven't heard yet, uh, you know, the Giants have added several players, uh, Looney being one, Willis being another, veteran linebacker Todd Davis, perhaps the addition of running back Alfred Morris coming as well. We haven't necessarily heard what what corresponding moves the Giants are going to make. I would assume that we will hear most of those on uh you know, throughout the day on Monday, and we'll keep you guys up to date the best we can. You know, going forward with with those moves, as we will with with anything and everything to do with the Giants and training camp. Also, you know, guys, wanted to talk a little bit about uh, about the Giants' offense. We know how bad the offense was a year ago. Thirty first in the league in points scored. Nowhere close to good enough to be a representative NFL caliber playoff team. We know how much emphasis the Giants put on on upgrading that offense. Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Toney, Kyle Rudolph, bringing in Devontae Booker as a backup running back, um, adding John Ross, doing uh, you know re revamping the offensive coaching staff especially around the offensive line so a lot has been done and there was a lot of uh there there was a lot of 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 consternation i guess is the right word on friday when the offense struggled against the defense in an 11 on 11 period And, and listen you know it wasn't great the ball was on the ground too much Daniel Jones threw a bad ball over the head of Evan Ingram that got intercepted by Logan Ryan. And, of course, it's, oh, God, he threw another interception, you know, toward Ingram. Here we go again with that nonsense, which happened way too much last year. But, look, the Giants' defense, the secondary is very, very good. It's very talented most of those guys already have a rapport. Most of those guys have played together. Even newcomer Adoree Jackson, you know, has played a lot with Logan Ryan, so he knows. So, so there's some chemistry already there. The secondary is pretty well established. It's one of the best secondaries in the league. The Giants are really just putting the pieces of this offense together. They're really just building the timing building the chemistry and building the things necessary you know to to run a competent quality passing attack and on friday it didn't look great you know obviously you know i was there it didn't look great it it looked sloppy as i said the ball was on the ground too much there weren't enough completions the defense dominated the action on friday but but I'm not going to flip out about that. It was one practice. It was the first competitive practice of training camp. First really competitive 11-on-11 period. And, and and it didn't go great for the offense. But it's, you know, it's so it's a starting point. Look at it that way. Um, we'll hope that things get better. Hopefully this week we'll see some signs of improvement. But really the idea for me is to see a little bit of improvement, some steady improvement in the timing and how the offense, you know, in the in the 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 timing in the the chemistry with Daniel Jones and the wide receivers. 
I'm looking at those joint practices coming up against the Browns and the Patriots in a couple of week, weeks, and by then, I really want to see some progress. I don't want to see the Giants go to Ohio and go to Massachusetts and not be able to make any plays on offense, not be able to get anything done you know, with their starting offensive players. If those, if they get to those practices and they can't do anything well on offense, then yes, I'll be concerned. Right now, though, I'm not flipping out about one practice. You guys, you know, feel free to flip out if you want to. I'm not going to tell you how to feel about uh, about that. I know there are some of you that are already convinced that that there's no way Daniel Jones can be a quality NFL quarterback, and you're entitled to that opinion. You know, mine is that. Look, I don't know what Daniel Jones is going to become. I don't know what's going to happen with the Giants offense in 2021, but I'm not going to go jump off the bridge after one practice session at this point. Let's let it play out. Let's see what happens, and we'll see where things end up, but let's uh, let's hope for some signs of improvement throughout the week. Let's hope we see uh, we see the Giants make a few more plays on offense. Uh, over the coming days another thing to to monitor this week and and as we go forward throughout training camp but to be honest is the progress of the Giants 2021 rookie class we've talked a lot about Kadarius Tony we know we haven't seen Tony yet hopefully uh, a guy who's been described as electric and really dangerous you know with the ball in his hands hopefully Tony gets on the field stays healthy throughout at least the rest of training camp and is able to prepare you know for the 2021 season and be ready to help the Giants right from the beginning of the season September 12th against the Denver Broncos home at MetLife Stadium but you know as you think about it there's so much excitement when the draft comes along so much you know, fans put so much into the draft and they get so fired up about the players that that the that their team brings in and and they want to know what sort of impact those guys will have you know in the in the first seasons of their careers and and if you look at it the Giants 2021 rookie class is kind of off to a slow start here Tony hasn't practiced yet third round pick Aaron Robinson has not practiced yet because of a core muscle injury fourth round pick Ellerson Smith has not been on the field. He's been off to the side working. So, you know, you're looking at a situation where the only draft picks for the Giants who have really been on the field are second round pick Aziz Ojolari. And, and with non contact practices, we really haven't seen much of Ojolari in terms of making splash plays or, or anything like that. Uh, also, the two sixth-round picks, running back Gary Brightwell and cornerback Rodarius Williams. One thing I do know is when you talk to Joe Judge, I do believe that he really likes Rodarius Williams. That is not a guarantee that Williams will make the roster as a backup cornerback, but he is a player worth keeping an eye on. And also, it's just worth you know keeping an eye on this rookie class overall because it does feel like they're off to a little bit of a slow start. Always a learning curve, as Joe Judge talks about. These guys need to learn how to become pros. They need to really learn what the pro game is all about. 
And hopefully, you know, hopefully things pick up for Tony, for Ellerson Smith. Hopefully Robinson is healthy enough to uh, to get on the field soon and and, and be able to uh, to be productive in his rookie season. All right, Giants fans, uh, you know, please remember to uh, to check out Big Blue Views coverage every day from training camp. Check us out on Instagram. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Twitter at Big Blue View. Check us out on YouTube where we've got plenty of content for you as well. And, and please, you know, join the community at BigBlueView.com so that you can comment and converse with other New York Giants fans. And also, you know, here on Big Blue View Radio, please, you know, subscribe. Please, you know, if if you have the ability you know, rate and review our shows. Also, check out the work done by Chris Flum, Joe DeLeon, and, and Nick Filato, all with, you know, with, with different shows here on Big Blue View Radio. We always appreciate the support, no matter what platform you, uh, you check us out on. All right, Giants fans, thank you very, very much for listening. Please remember to take care of each other, stay safe out there, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. The Current Podcast is back with an exciting new season featuring marketing executives from the world's most influential brands. Tune in to hear what's driving conversation in the fast-moving world of digital advertising with unique insights from brands as diverse as Hilton, Instacart, Moderna, Major League Soccer, and more. And in this presidential election season, The Current explores what a national political advertiser like the National Republican Senatorial Committee and a major CPG brand like Hershey can learn from each other. Listen in and subscribe to The Current at thecurrent.com or wherever you get your podcasts. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.